36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. All right, folks, you know what time it is. It is Coach Goins, and it is basketball more than a game. So listen, like we always say, make sure you got your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight, because today, via telephone, you know what? You thought I was getting ready to tell you. But before I do, I got to make sure I pay the bills and uh, so we can stay on the air. But so our title sponsor, we always want to stop and give honor where honors due. So we certainly appreciate Mr. Curtis Jackson, your independent insurance agent out of the great state of North Carolina and now serving Southern Virginia. So if you're insurance needs, please reach out to Mr. Curtis Jackson at 919-614-5796 for his continued support of basketball more in the game. So, you know, you folks, you say, Coach, man, who, who's popping? You're just coming off the, the 50th podcast episode where you had the NBA Hall of Famer, Ralph Sampson on. You know, I had a center on. So as I was, like, kind of digging in the archives, I was like, man, you know what? I got to find – I got to get a point guard. I got to get a guard on this show. So, you know what? And lo and behold, you know, I've got on none other uh, than a great, great friend of mine from, you know, back in the day. I actually was kind of doing some figuring up on this stuff. It's 33 years ago that I had the honor and privilege uh, to meet uh, this outstanding gentleman. Uh, and that's none other than Mr. Marin Williams, Jr. So, Marin, welcome to basketball more in the game. You know what, folks? Uh, you you can't you you can't ask for a finer human being. Uh, this uh, this man, I'm gonna say, young man. This uh, this this man now has he's originally from Laurenburg, North Carolina, uh, and he's he played basketball and football and baseball. He's a 1982 graduate of Scotland High School, where he led it in track. 1988 graduate of the um, Un- University of North Carolina at Pembroke, where he received a BA degree in political science. So I met Marion on that campus. Uh, and we just, you know, worked that friendship. And I tell you what, when it came to basketball, there was nobody that could run that uh, run that point. Uh, had a pull up jump shot back then. When a lot of times people didn't know what that pull up jump shot was. But Mary, come on, man, let me hear from you. How you doing? You know, let's just let's. We know what we're just gonna have a great time and just talk about everything that we can talk about uh, in our time frame. So I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to you if you just like to introduce yourself, and we'll get rolling. Well, it's a pleasure again to be with you, coach, and to uh, be on your show. It's always a pleasure to talk about basketball because basketball has a lot to do with life and the things that I've achieved and learned through the game of basketball has uh, served me well in what, in what I do in my profession. Um, I currently work uh, as, as a state employee uh, with the, an agency that provides uh, services for people with intellectual disabilities. And in my job, I, I work as a quality assurance specialist. And, um, and that's the same thing about being a point guard quality uh, assurance of knowing how to run the offense and how to run an efficient defense. And uh, and at the point guard back in the day, I had a good understanding of what that entails. Uh, the, the, the guard is the person who runs the offense. And, and in running the offense, you have to understand both the strengths and the weaknesses of teammates, uh, whether it be a shooting guard or a forward or center, you have to understand what they can and can't do. And then if things that they need to, to improve on, you, you have to know how to motivate them both on and off the court. But uh, I especially love uh, running a fast break because usually if the team that you're playing against 
is not used to fast break basketball, you can exploit them uh, on, on every turn because you keep them guessing as you go up and down the court. But I pride myself uh, of my quickness, uh, being able to uh, react to a defender or to react in the offensive scheme of, of, of knowing how to pull up and, or when to involve the big man and, and to draw defense to you so you can get it to the, the power forward or to the center. And it's those basic X's and O's of what a point guard should know uh, makes basketball exciting and makes basketball uh, fundamentally sound. Uh, a guard has to have, therefore, a high IQ of the game because it can't be all about scoring or the guard has to involve the entire team. And the guard is really like the floor general, if you will. Uh, the guard knows what that coach expects out of the team. That's and right. he, he's really the mouthpiece of, the, of that high coach. You know what? I couldn't couldn't have said it any finer. So, folks, you, so you know what? So here, here's the deal. Stop asking me why he's on the show because he just broke it down for you, right? That's why I told you last week we had a big fella, so we had to reach out and, and get a guard, and it was such a pleasure. You know, when when I think back on it, you know, we we never won the championship doing intramurals at the, when we were at uh, Pembroke State University, but we were always right there in the thick of things, and it was a combination of guys that we you know, we came together and and built a body of work, and and, and most importantly, as uh, Marion was saying, is you know what he what he learned from the game of basketball has really helped him, and, and we know, uh, and I know uh, he was just awarded, and I'm going to ask him to elaborate on that here in a second. But like you said, he 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 is works for the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. And uh, and as, this, as as a unit consultant, and and that's an important role because you know think about what he does, think about how he takes care of the, his the personnel that he comes in contact with, and and as he eloquently said, how does he take care of a team and making sure that um, you know you, you give the big man where he wants the ball, you you give the you give the wing guy where he wants to you know shoot his jump shot. You just can't come down and just throw a pass. And that's a great call out for the young guys that's listening to the show. You know, we want to make sure that you dialing in exactly what Mr. Williams is telling you is that, you know what, as a guard, you have major – it is your duty to make sure that you're running that offense as, as effective as you can. So, listen, before we get into it any further, we want to make sure that you can continue – we want to thank everybody that continues to – to hit us up and you know send us emails and ask different questions and we want to make sure that you're able to check us out on iTunes and Stitcher, Podbean.com, Facebook, Lionfish Entertainment. So you can subscribe, like, you know, follow us and leave us a comment. And again, just thank you to everybody from not just the United States. Also, we're in 17 foreign countries. So we appreciate everybody that continues to listen and continues to, to kick it out. So, hey, Mary, I'm going to kind of, you know, kind of getting back to, to the root of what we're talking about. The first segment of the podcast, I've, I entitled it, uh, it's, it's kind of funny, we've been talking about it, is Fast Break. Now, in that, I want to kind of go back to your roots, if you don't mind. If you don't mind, tell, tell, tell the audience where did where did Marion? How did the love of the game of basketball? Where where did that? Where did it kick in? What age? How did it come about? For me, I can remember uh, back in the mid seventies uh, watching uh, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill play uh, a game, and it was in Carmichael Auditorium. Watch out! Before now. the Dean Dome was built. Watch out! Watch and, out! Uh, I, <laughs> I saw a point guard run the offense like I've never seen before. And this person was by the name of Phil Ford. And uh, this 
this point guard I consider as the quintessential point guard because uh, he knew how to run an offense. And the thing that uh, intrigued me was that he listened closely to, to his coach, obviously that was Coach Dean Smith, and he was so in tune with his instructions, he was literally uh, exemplifying what Coach wanted him to do on the court. And one of the things that, that really caught my attention is how Theo Ford would run the fast break and uh, off of a rebound or even off of an inbound pass. He would immediately exploit the opponents who were dragging up court or not running as fast and how they would execute it from defense to offense. And and, 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 and whenever there is a defensive play uh, by the, the Tar Heels, they would know how to turn defense into points. And it's those basic fundamentals that, that wins games. And, and uh, the coaches that I see today, they gravitate to those same fundamentals. And when I see a guard today grasp onto that, uh, that's usually the, the, the type of guard that has a t- team that wins. And so it's, it's essential to, to know how to run a fast break and how to, to be uh, the, the floor general for the coach. You know what? That's uh, eloquently placed. And, you know, it, it's funny that, uh, that you brought up, uh, you know, the Dean Dome. And I, I was thinking, I was actually at work this week and I was telling the guy, I was like, hey, you know what? How cool would it be if Carolina went back and played a game in Carmichael? You know, if whether it be Duke or whoever, but don't go to the Dean Dome. You know, go in there, dust the seats off, drop in and play a game in uh, Carmichael Auditorium. Because when you said that, I could, I could see it. I could, you know, I remember back in the day when the, the Tar Heels would be playing, and down in the left hand corner of the television, there was whoever it was. They were working. The, they had a flip chart scoreboard, even though they had the scoreboard in the middle. You know. They had a regular scoreboard, but they always had that flip chart. So that's just sharing from the heart, folks, uh, a, a true point guard, recognizing uh, the true point guard uh, from yesteryear. So now let's let's fast forward this puppy a little bit. Let's just go on up and jump in. It's night. It's night. It's uh, 2018. I want here. I'm going to put you on the spot, my friend. Who who is the, okay. who, who's the best point guard in college basketball and who's the best point guard in the NBA? And it, it's your opinion. So you got the mic. Wow, you just gave me a loaded question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I have to to, to express a, a bias, okay, and 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 and, and, and uh, recognize the point guard for uh, USC Chapel Hill, uh, jo- uh, Barry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, he 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 understands what is expected of him. Uh, as a point guard, because of the the team was not the same as it was uh, last year when they won the national championship, he I, I like his style because he has adapted his style to know when to become the playmaker and when to become the scorer, and he had to learn uh, quickly uh, because of the, the team not being the same as it was last year, and. Uh, He's starting to turn the corner in that regard, and 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 now it's it's really beginning to to, to settle in to the uh, multi-dimensional role that he's playing as a point guard. Now for the NBA, um, I would have to go with uh, Kyrie Irving. Okay. He, to me, is in a lot of ways, coach. He's he's uh, somewhat of a throwback 
to the point guards of yesteryear. Uh, and with the, the new thing that he brings to the game today is his dribbling style is uh, it, it's so deceptive. Uh, he on a fast break, if anyone's trying to keep up with him, they don't know what he's going to do next, and he knows how to dribble the ball and and rather score on a big man or draw the big man to him and pass it off to the center of the pile forward. And so I would regard him as uh, uh, one of the top guards in the NBA today. You know what? I'm uh, uh, it, It's your dime, and, and I appreciate your, your, your candidness, and I appreciate your honesty. And, and I have to totally agree with you in, in reference to, to both of those gentlemen. You know, you, you, that's a great call-out with uh, uh, Mr. Barry from uh, from Chapel Hill. And, you know, a lot of people may not remember, uh, and I remember uh, telling a good friend of mine uh, that you know well, uh, Victor Bullock, when we were watching the game, I said, what Roy needs to do, they need to put the ball in Barry's hands and, uh, and move um, – Gosh, he was he was the point guard the year that they went to the national championship and lost to Villanova, uh, and then they end up mm-hmm. put, they put him on the wing, but they put Barry at the point, uh, and because again Marcus Page, Marcus Page was running the point, and when the Carolina first opened up, and I always thought he needed to go to two and put Barry at one, and then you know what you're exactly right, and then a year later, uh, you know now they're the defending national champion, so great great call out, and in my opinion, uh, the national championship tournament it, it boils down to guard play. And if you got solid guards yeah. and, and guards taking care of business, you can go. You know, Carolina is to me they're easy sweet sweet sixteen, uh, and if they do the right thing, uh, they can be an elite eight. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, their bigs are young. If their bigs were as solid as uh, uh, as they were last year, they may be uh, back in San Antonio uh, for three straight uh, national championships. And the same thing with Mr. Irvin. You know, it as uh, I, I kind of coined a phrase, uh, a phrase, if you will, from LeBron. When he's saying that uh, the kid, you know, he, he's a remarkable player. You know, anytime that, uh, a true guard can do what he does at his size, it's a remarkable feat. Uh, and you're so right. I mean, it just, you know, people want to, you know, they want to, you know, talk about shooters. But if you do not have a guard, uh, that person, that coach on the floor that can really run an offense, you will struggle uh, as an individual. You, uh, you know, even though know, somebody said, how do you struggle as an individual? If you're a post player, the guard can't feed you. If the guard doesn't know what to do, if you're a wing, yes. you can't do what you need to do. If the guard doesn't know how to feed you, you know, if you if you catch the ball, he penetrates. You you need to relocate. And again, that's all comes from you know playing with one another. But that's that's what you get, folks. When you got a a true point guard uh, on your show, he's gonna break it down. He's gonna tell you exactly what uh, what needs to happen. So, and that on that same same, I want to kind of stay on that same vein uh, as we're talking about college basketball a little bit what's your opinion about the one and dones are you are you you think it should be a two-year process or the guy are you are you are you, uh, are you satisfied with the one and dones uh, what's your opinion about that well there are always exceptions to the rule as it relates to those who are one and done as as as, as, uh, as also relates to those who just go straight into high school come to the pros you have your prototype like uh uh uh, LeBron James, obviously, and, uh, and, and, and other players uh, that have done that in years past that have fared well, that should not be the norm, however. And, it, and, and those who go to college and, and, and show the promise of being a first-round draft pick, although that may be a high probability, you have to also factor in are they capable of making the transition 
from being a young man to playing with men in the NBA. So it takes more than just raw talent to be able to hold you on. You have to be able to make the transition. And in my point of view, uh, you're not going to find many young men that's going to come straight out of college the first year and just function in the NBA or even succeed for that matter. So what I'm saying is there are exceptions to the rule, but a prudent uh, coach in college and also prudent parents uh, with these kids are looking at the pros and the cons and not just looking at the dollars because that could be so enamoring to the extent that a decision is made basically basically, uh, upon economics. And if they go to the NBA and not necessarily be ready whether physically or, or as far as technique is concerned, then they could uh, fail in that attempt and not have anything to fall back on. Now, again, there are exceptions to the rule, but it's something that should be carefully considered. And I don't see that happening these days. I see very few examples of young men coming out of college after the first year that, you, that I've seen evidence where they have carefully counted the cost. And, and, and made a calculated decision and not just based upon, well, I, I'm good enough to get in. Uh, yes, you may be good enough to get in, but you may not be good enough to be a mainstay. And, and, and again, uh, uh, you got an example like uh, Kyrie Irving, who came out of Duke University uh, and, and has done tremendously well. Well, he's definitely the exception to the rule. So it, it, it takes careful consideration. So I, I, I think that both the coaches for these universities and the parents of these kids need to really count the calls and consider the pros and cons and make a calculated decision. And I think that it will fare well for the person who's going from college to the NBA. You know what, folks, you're hearing from Marion Williams right here on Basketball Born in the Game. You're exactly right. You know what? And that's why he's on the show. So so when you, when y'all start hitting me up with some feedback and you be like, Coach, man, where's this guy been, man? Why'd you wait 51 episodes to have him on? But that's all right. He's here today, and he's dropping these dimes just like a true point guard would be. I agree with you totally, uh, my friend, because here's here's the deal from Coach's point is you can be a player, but the, but can you transition to the league mentally uh, socially, because you know, to your point, now you're you're a kid. You, you know, you you're you know, you coming out as at the freshman. Now you're gonna be hanging out and you know the discipline. You know, do you go to practice? Do you go back to your room? How do you socially, you know, fit in with grown men? And when you, when the game is over, with, you know, you're gonna say, "Hey, kid, come on and go with me," or do you go back to your room? So, you know what? And here's another thing that you know really want the, the, the young folks uh, to really dial in is say Marin Williams is the number one draft pick this year and he left the University of North Carolina after his freshman year. You know what? There's going to be somebody else coming out next year nipping at his heels. So every year you're going to have these guys one, two, and three. And you're only looking at anywhere from a 12 to 13 man roster in the NBA. And to Marin's point, there's exceptions, Kyrie Irving, but then there's also guys that, you know what, you get in and within two or three years, they're not in the league anymore. They may be overseas playing. And versus if they would have stayed in school, be, you know, matured a little bit more physically as well as mentally. So when they got in, they were a little a, a, a polished player, if you will. So therefore, they have longevity in the league versus, you know, you pick up a roster nine, you go down through that. You may know, you may know two guys, two to three guys on the team. 
But the rest of the people, you're like, man, I have no idea who these guys are. Because they're from schools that, you know, that, that they're not ACC schools, all of them. But in that, you know, it, it's a financial thing. And, and it's like, uh, you know, Marin was saying, you got to sit down and you got to count the costs and you got to make that calculated uh, assessment, you know, for what's best for you as an individual as well as your parents. And I know a lot of it is financial. Uh, but more importantly, it's, uh, you know, setting yourself up because, you know, you have to prepare for after basketball. Because as I tell a lot of times, you know, what are you going to do after cheering stops? Because once the cheering stops, um, you know, it, it's going to be a little tough. So, hey, listen, I'm going to toss this up and then we get ready to move into the second portion of the podcast. It, right now, it is uh, mid-February. It's uh, coming down the stretch of conference playing college basketball. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me your final four right now. If the final four was was going on this weekend, who would be there? Um, I would go with uh, Villanova. I'm going to give you a dark horse. Okay. Alabama. Oh man, he, he all right. I, I got that. I got that one. I got. That. I'll start to say something, but I, I'm come back to that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna interrupt you. You on a roll? Um, let's see. Um, take your time. Take your time. So he's got Alabama. He's got Villanova. Oh wow, man! So he he's he's got all kind. Of, he's got all tips of the globe on uh, on that. Now, you know what? It, it's funny when you said that. As soon as you said Alabama, I thought about one person, and that's Avery Johnson. And I'm like, you know what? That's yes, that, that's 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 a point guard looking out for a point guard. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> soon, as soon as you, you said, soon as you said Alabama, I was just like, that's a true point guard talking about that. On the, on the show today, but folks, you know what, Avery John, he, he's doing great things. You know what, a lot of times, um, you know, it, it it takes it takes a moment uh, for these programs to uh, to get you know to buy into a system. You know, these coaches go in and you know they, schools only want to give them you know two or three year contracts or four year contracts and expect these guys to you know to make miracles. And first of all, it's going to take you almost a year to to, to build that relationship. But you know that's uh, so you know what we're gonna we're gonna track that and we're gonna see what's gonna happen. Uh, but uh, that's uh, that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good four. Uh, he, he pulled Virginia out, which is uh, you know they super you know Tony Bennett is you know super super D. Uh, you know that's uh, absolutely. You know they they'll lock you down. They play super smart. They make sure that you don't. Uh, they limit your possessions. And when you go down and you start playing that crazy balls, I call it. And when I want to outscore Marion and uh, and and Billy Ray wants to outscore all of us, uh, we take bad shots. That plays right into Virginia's hands. So that's uh, they they would they will be a team to be reckoned with. Um, only um, only unbalanced for them is if they're ever behind. Uh, when they have to score to, to get back up if, if a team takes care of business. But just like the other night, they lost to uh, Virginia Tech by one in overtime, and then Virginia Tech goes to Durham on Wednesday night, and they look hideous. Uh, I don't know what you know. I don't know what it was. Uh, I was kind of you know rushing in to, to get tuned up for a good ball game in Durham, and uh, they just uh, they laid an egg. But you know that's just the, the balance of the ACC. 
and it kind of comes and goes. But uh, great, great selection there, my friend. Uh, so let's recap that again. So it's Villanova, Alabama, Arizona, and UVA. So you know that you know that's such an appropriate answer to, to give for a show that's based out of uh, Virginia. And I'm only about uh, 20 minutes away from Charlottesville, uh, so uh, definitely a great call out. Uh, in reference to that. So, hey, listen, we get ready to turn our attention to the next segment of the podcast. And this segment is entitled In the Paint. It is sponsored by Act Sports. So for your recreation sports needs, reach out to Act Sports. Check them out. Check their website out at playactsports.com. They have bas- uh, rec basketball, travel basketball, volleyball, also travel volleyball. They have baseball, track and field, soccer, and flag football. And we definitely appreciate their continued support. So, again, playactsports.com for your recreational sports need. They are, and I always refer to them as the 3D type organization. They're not just worried about the player. They're also worried about the heart behind that jersey. So great organization. So I appreciate the continued support here on Basketball More in the Game. So, hey, in this segment there, Mary, we talk about in the paint. You know what? So we done brought it up nice and fast. So we're going to kind of go down into the big man land and, and dig down. And I know earlier before we came on the air, you were talking about uh, your daughter, and she's in the D.C. area playing volleyball. And, you know, you have a beautiful family. I've been tracking you guys over the last few years. And just if you don't mind, share a little bit about uh, what you do when you're not uh, on your day uh, on your day day to day uh, profession uh, with the um, with uh, the state of North Carolina in reference to your ministry, as well as uh, your involvement uh, in your kids uh, dynamic lives. But when, when I'm not um, working for the state government uh, with the Department of Health and Human Services, um, I'm also a, a very doting uh, husband and father. Uh, been been blessed uh, to be married, be 25 years this coming uh, June. Amen. And, um, and we have uh, three beautiful daughters. Um, my oldest daughter, uh, named Joa, she's a student at UNC Pembroke, uh, alma mater. Uh, she's a junior uh, uh, majoring in psychology and minoring in uh, art. So she's flowing in her gift. And uh, my, my uh, middle child, uh, Bethany, she's a junior in uh, Eastern Wayne High School. Uh, she uh, lettered in, in volleyball. And um, she has extremely uh, excelled in, in the sport because she's uh now playing uh, traveling volleyball with AAU, and um, as of right now, she has three schools that are uh, scouting her, um, uh, East Carolina University, uh, South Carolina State University, and Livingstone College are currently uh, are vying for her, uh, and so hopefully around this time next year, she would have uh, uh, signed a letter of intent. Uh, so that will be taken care of, and I'm really proud of having uh, the athlete of the family. Uh, I didn't think that that would materialize, but seeing that in my girl, my baby girl, uh, it has showed me uh, glimpses of when I was uh, her age, and so I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Now, my, my, my youngest daughter is a student at uh, our community college here in Wayne County. She She's in a special program where she can uh, work on her high school diploma and her associates in four years. So she she's uh, excelling in academically. Uh, so right now, when I checked her grades this morning online, her GPA, believe it or not, Coach, is 4.3. Oh, man. So uh, uh, she, she loves uh, uh, 
drama, and she she plays in a lot of the musicals in our downtown theater here. So um, she's looking at going to school to be uh, to study communications and minor in journalism. And uh, so, other than raising our daughters, I'm also an an associate pastor of my uh, local church here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. the name of our church is uh, Word of Truth Christian Fellowship. And um, as an assistant pastor, uh, I understand my role in serving a uh, senior pastor in various uh, capacities, whether it's counseling some of the members or officiating some services uh, and other things that, that, that brings uh, uh, responsibility to the ministry. I'm the go-to person in that regard. And so uh, not only my hands are full, uh, with things to do, I'm fulfilled in, in what I'm accomplishing uh, with the next goal that I'm seeking to do is to uh, write a book. Well, you know what? I tell you what, folks, when you know, iron sharpens iron, you know, and, and I knew back uh, you know, you know, years and years and years ago, uh, and I say that, and it's not like uh, I'm super old, but uh, I knew, you know, knowing this man for over 30, 30 plus years and what drove him when we went to uh, Pembroke State University. And, and just listen to what he just said, you know, the academic success that his uh, kids are having uh, and his wife and, and himself, you know, you know, just doing doing the work of the ministry, you know, making a difference. And that's the same thing what we're doing here on the, on the podcast, Basketball More in the Game, because, you know, through basketball, um, it, it allowed me to know who Marion was and it allowed uh, me to see his passion, to see his drive. And then now that, you know, he's – for me, I've retired, and you know, from the game of basketball, the only thing I do is watch it and talk about it, and and, and think about back in the day when uh, when we used to play. But you know, all of that hard work, you know, and that's what it's about uh, for you young folks that listen. Is just Mr. Williams was cap- capsing, you know, just bringing it all uh, under one roof. Is you know his passion and his support of his uh, children. As he said, he's at work and he's you know, hey, let me take a sneak peek and and and, and heard that outstanding four point three GPA. Uh, and now in his daughters uh, in, in D.C. At, at a tournament and what he does at his church and constantly think about, you know, being an associate pastor is, is a dynamic role. You know, and there he is again in that leadership role, you know, using those skills and talents uh, that he's learned over the course of the year. And I know he's a dynamic speaker, hadn't had opportunity to hear his message, but I've seen I've seen some of the stuff in action. Uh, and we'll look forward to the one day being able to to sit and, and listen to my great friend uh, as he as he brings the word forth uh, again as he continues to to again bless the the folks of the church and as well as the citizens and and the surrounding areas of, of Goldsboro. I got to ask you a question. I know you're in Goldsboro. Have, do you have you ever ran across a guy named Anthony Tichy? I, I know he used to Right. Yeah. And the reason why I bring that up, because he played at Wake Forest and he beat us. Uh, I was uh, I was in eighth grade and he played my high school. And and I probably I was I went back this past weekend uh, home. I hadn't been home in ooh, a long time, but went home because my great nephew was a senior night. And I went back and and the place was I mean, they were let, wasn't even letting people in until after uh, the girls game because it was just that many people. And the last time I saw that gym at that capacity is when Anthony Tichy uh, was there, who was from Goldsboro. And I knew you know you live in Goldsboro, and I was just wondering had uh, had the uh, had the paths crossed. So with that, folks, you know what we just again we have Marion Williams on, just talking about life, talking about you know the things that he's doing, the passion that he exudes as a husband, as a father, as a associate pastor, a true leader in every sense of the word, and that's what it's all about. When all when you stop and you look, 
You know, each week what we try to do here on basketball, you know, more in the game, is have a conversation, not an interview, a conversation with leaders that give uh, you young players and coaches the ability to tune us in, dial us in, and, and hear. We just, again, we're so excited that each and every week when we hear from our folks all around the country and all around the world, and just kind of toss it out from you know, our listeners from Australia, Japan, uh, United Kingdom, Finland, Germany, Netherlands, Canada, Dominican Republic, New Zealand, Albania, Germany, Kuwait, uh, Tunisia, Vietnam, and Ghana. So all of you countries, we certainly, certainly appreciate your continued support. Let it flow. We definitely want you to give us some great feedback from a great friend that we've had on the show. So listen, as we start to wind this down, I want, I've, I've got to ask you this question. If you don't mind, talk about work-life balance. Um, you, you're involved you know, with your with your daughters and, and um, what they're doing uh, academically as well as uh, in the sports world. You're also associate minister. You do have a full time full time job. Uh, so in that whole entire capacity, uh, talk about work life balance, if you don't mind. Well, first of all, it, it, it is definitely a need to establish a balance between uh, your work life, your family life. And, 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 uh, and other entities that you do in life. So many times I've seen, particularly pastors, for instance, um, they become um, so involved with pastoring that they forget that their first responsibility is to be the minister of your home. Uh, the Bible says that charity starts at home, charity being love and spread abroad. And sometimes uh, in instances where pastors become so committed to the ministry, which there's nothing wrong with that, that they lose sight of the responsibilities right up under their nose. And so uh, having seen that uh, growing up and, and becoming a, a pastor, it has uh, really uh, conditioned and disciplined me to make first thing first. And, and, and so taking care of my family is my, my first ministry. And once I have established that, uh, when it comes to other things in my life, other factions in my life, such as my job and and, 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 and what I do around the community, uh, I prioritize what's important and what is not as important. And, and again, I've learned how to keep first things first. Now, as an associate pastor, I receive uh, telephone calls. Uh, I, I receive requests for counseling sessions. Uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm my pastor's right-hand man. But what I love about my relationship with my pastor is he recognizes who I am. And see, there's a difference between who you are and what you are. Who you are is what you will always be. What you are is what you are doing temporarily. Wow. What I do on my job is what I do. But what I, who I am as a father, that'll never change. Right. And people tend to, 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 to misconstrue what that is all about. And I, I was fortunate enough to learn that uh, uh, early in my adult life. So by the time I became married and became a, a pastor, uh, that helped me put things in its proper perspective. You know what, folks? So... There you have it right there. None other than Mr. Marin Williams, uh, associate pastor, father, husband, a true leader for the great state of North Carolina, as well as the citizens that he serves in the Goldsboro area. So, hey, we start winding this thing up. You know, first of all, again, we just want to give honor where honor is due. 
Um, and we just want to thank uh, Marin for taking time out and, and just sharing, you know, from his heart, you know, his passion uh, about his family, uh, his um, his job, uh, the love of Christ that he has, and and what he and what makes what makes Marion run every day, what motivates him every day, and we just thank him for that. So before we close, uh, I want to just toss it over to you, uh, my friend, for your closing comments. Well, first I'd like to thank you, Coach Going, for the opportunity to on this venue, um, I consider this an honor and a privilege because it is awesome to see the manifestation of what you have put together, that you have uh, 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 come to realization of your vision of what you want to accomplish, and this is the perfect venue that speaks of your personality, and it speaks of, uh, of who you are as a coach and as a person, and I just want to speak to that young basketball player who wants to succeed, make sure you put first things first. As it relates to basketball, you stay in the condition that you need to stay in that your coach has asked you to do. If you know you can't dribble with your left hand, learn how to dribble. And then make sure that you attend to the academics, to whatever school that you're in. Academics allows you to elevation in life. And you cannot do one without the other. So make first thing first with academics. And then as you succeed in life, you put family first. The family that you are connected with now, which is obviously your nuclear family. But when you get your own family, never forget the family must be attended to first. And as you prioritize things in life in that manner, you will always be successful. It doesn't mean that you won't be able, to, you won't go through any problems because you will have problems. But because you learn how to put first thing first, you become a problem solver. You become a problem overcomer. And once you overcome one problem, when something else comes up, you can overcome that as well. And then you teach that to other people. So, again, Coach Goins, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you about basketball, about life, and about success. And I wish nothing but success to your hands, to what you do going forward. You know what, folks, and I certainly appreciate you, my friend. You know, it's, you know, it's, you know, as I sit here and, and as you were, as you were talking about that, um, you know, being an overcomer and actually on the radio show on Saturday morning with, uh, that I'm on uh, with Ralph Sampson, Out of Bounds. That's what I speak about this week on, uh, I do a tip of the week, and this week, tip of the week is being overcomer. You know, so uh, iron sharpens iron, and here is you know, Mr. Marion Williams dropping down uh, on, you know, right at the end of the show uh, for the young guys as you continue to roll on. So, hey, listen, reach out, let us know, give us some feedback as we continue to, to move forward and make a difference in everybody's life. So, listen, we got to get up out of here. I got to get down here and get this gym cleaned up. Uh, so, listen, like it always says, uh, you know, what we want to make sure that you give back, do do the best that you can do. Uh, always, always, you know, trust in trust in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So listen, I'm your host, Coach Goins. Until next time, I'll see you in the gym.